Today, I'm speaking with author, teacher, aromatic alchemist, and transformational life coach, Alison Stillman. We're talking about how to step into this goddess and queen part of our lives and how using essential oils can help to enhance that and our connection to the divine. So enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the podcast for this week. This week, we have a very interesting conversation about what it means to step into the goddess or the queen uh, chapter of our lives. You know, we've lived a, a life of experience. You know, we've been a nurturer. Uh, there's been so many things that we have gone through uh, as human beings and as women. But now we get to this point in our life where we have the health, the motivation, uh, and the experience to step, step into something that can be very fulfilling and very meaningful. So today, my special guest is Alison Stillman. Hi, Alison. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Natalie. Happy to be here with you today. Yeah. So Alison is a transformational coach, but she's also an aromatic alchemist. So uh, we're going to be talking about all things uh, goddess, all things, uh, you know, empowering in this part of our life um, and and how um, smells and scents and things can actually enhance that, that as well. So uh, we were just briefly talking before we started um, recording the podcast today about what it means to step into this this time of our life and how scary that can kind of be. So what does this what does this mean to you, Alison? What are you seeing in the conversations and, and the people that you're working with? Well, this seems to be pretty universal in my circles of, of friends and teachers and clients. And that is that we're really in this period of incubation right now. Actually, it's not really incubation. It's gestation. We're in the process of starting to give birth to ourselves. And birth, as we know as women, is not an easy, painless task. It's probably the most painful thing that you'll go through. And we're really being asked to rise as a collective of women together into the greatest expression of love and compassion and unity and community come you and I into unity that we've ever been asked to hold. And the old models, the old paradigms and belief systems that we have grown up with and been indoctrinated to no longer serve the new vision of what we're creating as a humanity as well. And we've gone through this last two years, and it's really been an opportunity for us to look at what no longer serves in our lives. And internally as well, the belief systems, the paradigms, and the programming that we were brought up with, it doesn't serve where we're going. Right. I know. And, you know, and I hear what you're saying and I'm and I'm all aboard. But then I also go, oh, God, but I'm in my 50s. Like, do I have to step up right now? <laughs> 
But I think that if we don't follow the calling, then that's going to be detrimental to us. Yes. And, and it's funny that you say that because many of my close friends, we say, after all this work we've done, we've been on this path for decades and decades and had the gurus and the spiritual teachers and the transformational leaders and the mentors, etc. Aren't we there yet? Well, look at the state of our world. It's, mm. it's, it's the outward manifestation of what's going on internally. When we become that golden light and love internally in every fiber of our being, that's what we will see in the outside world. And that's really what's being asked of us. What kind of world do we want to create on the other side of the chaos that's going on in this world right now? And it's the same as birth. What kind of child do you want to bring into the world when you get through the the incredible pain of giving birth what do you want on the other side of that yeah okay i love that so looking at where we've come from you know uh you know with the whole world has been in this pandemic has been going through a, a collective experience not that we've all experienced it the same way but we it has been a collective experience so what do you feel has been the overarching, um, you know, gift that this pandemic or this, this virus has been for us? I think it's really about uh, presence in a way that we're in the midst of what we're in the midst. And it's, it's, this is all part of a divine plan that we co-created as a species and it wants to show us a different way. The chaos that we've been living in and the, the old programs of, oh, we've got to hustle, we've got to work hard, we've got to make it happen, we've got to be competitive and aggressive and all the negative aspects of the patriarchy that have really played itself out. We have to change that. We have to go back into union and connection with everything and everyone. And I think one of the things, I'm also a very involved environmental activist, and I work with uh, Climate Reality, Al Gore's uh, organization around climate change. And I think climate change is a big topic right now as well, because we're watching the earth, Mother Earth, go through birthing pains as well. And we need to tune into how do we live sustainably just and, and with environmental justice for all. And the only way that I see that's possible is by letting go of the old and moving into love, compassion, and collective unity. Yeah. And so we're talking about releasing what's no longer serving. Um, and I and I would assume that there are some personal things for each of us that we look like that we have to look at and to release. But are there collective things that we should be looking at as humanity as a whole to be able to release? Absolutely, and I think it has a lot to do with consumption. I would mm -hmm. say, and and moving back to a more simplistic lifestyle and honoring the plants and the flowers and the trees and the animals and our co-creative community with those elements because they sustain us. If we're not in collective awareness of all of those elements, we will not be here as a species. And I think that we're also moving from a, a very, um, what's the politically correct way to say this, 
we're moving more from a patriarchal into a matriarchal society. And the patriarchy was very established in being outside of themselves and, and providing for the home and providing and creating and, you know, going after the bacon, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the women have always been the ones home, nurturing, giving birth, collectively emoting together and, and, and more in touch with our intuitive side. And I think those elements are the things that need to be birthed fully into both the masculine and the feminine so that we can allow love and compassion to rule the day. If you look at a lot of the spiritual teachers these days and, and religious leaders, like the Dalai Lama said, it's going to be the women that are going to heal the world. It's not going to be the men because we have been the nurturers since time immemorial, right? And I think those are the things that we really need to look at and move into. And the old way has, it has to go away now or we won't survive. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I think too, like we do talk a lot about, you know, the the masculine, the feminine, patriarchal, matriarchal. Uh, I mean, obviously we are talking about both coming together and moving forward, but from a different energy, from a different perspective. Because it has been a hustle and grind. You know, I was uh, with a, a group of girlfriends. We had a, like a, a girls weekend, which was fabulous. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of my girlfriends are kind of like slowing down now. So the 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 grind and everything has started to calm. And now they're like, okay, so how do I shift what I'm doing to to leave more of a legacy, to to make more of a of a difference. You know, for me, it's you know the the children's curriculum, the social emotional learning curriculum. So yes, my movies is great, and we've been you know we've been hustling and working and and getting that moving. We've reached ten million people through that company, which is Woo-hoo. crazy. Just you know. gotta raise my hand and celebrate that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, but it's like yes, this is great. But now, what is something that is more? more meaningful. And, and, and we can look at the world and go, okay, there are hundreds and thousands of things that we can look at to improve. But for me, it's like, okay, well, what's my lane? You know, I can definitely champion the, you know, the environment and, and whatever else, but I'm like, no, no, this is my lane. This is, I need to put all my effort into this uh, to be able to create some kind of a difference. So uh, with with the women and people that you're working with, do you help them like navigate through this time to figure out what it is that they that they should be stepping into next? Absolutely. That's one of the things that I love the most about the conscious alchemy coaching that I do is that I've been working with people for about 35 years now to clear old programming and old belief systems from the subconscious and implant new programs and paradigms. And also the the piece that's really so fabulous and fun for me is the aromatherapy piece because using essential oils, the limbic system is the fastest way to access the emotional and behavioral centers of the brain as well as long-term memory. So if you're doing certain things like saying affirmations and watching mind movies and you're putting those new programs in, if you're also at the same time simultaneously using certain essential oils to retrain the emotional behavior centers of the brain and the neural networks of the brain, then it's a whole, whole system is working in, in uh, collaboration to create a, or, or to unveil a new you, because it's really the essence of who we are. I, I believe, and I know that you've spent a lot of time around Dr. Joe, I do believe we are supernatural beings and I'll share a a quick little story with you, because this has been a huge thing for me. 
about 10 years ago, I'm a double Aries. So I am very Mars driven, independent, do it myself. You know, I've done a lot of different things in my life. And about 10 years ago, I started injuring my left side. I broke my big toe. I cracked my shin and I was laid up and I could not move and I had to stay uh, immobile. And I went in to meditation and I said, okay, why is this happening? What, what is this teaching me? What do I need to see behind this? And the message was, you have been pushing, 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 making things happen, going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And it's not about that anymore. You need to bring the masculine part of yourself behind now and allow it to support the feminine part of who you are, which is the intuitive, the allowing, the creative uh, part of myself. And so I did this marriage within myself and I allowed the masculine to move behind and allow the feminine to come to the forefront. And now it's more about holding the vision of what it is, you know, and you know this from my movies, holding the vision of your future self, of what you're wanting to manifest and becoming the vibration of it and allowing it to come to you, allowing it to manifest through you, not because you're out hustling to make it happen. And so that was a really big teaching for me on a personal level. And I see that that that's being asked of both men and women. We need to marry those sacred parts of ourselves, but it's the feminine, it's the intuitive, it's the loving, caring, compassionate, collective part that needs to be in the forefront. And it needs to allow things to manifest because we are supernatural. We can manifest anything we want in our lives. I love that. You know, I have uh, an experience around that as well, which just made me think of that when you were were telling that story. Um, And this was, I was in ceremony uh, with plant medicine and uh, I wanted to, you know, tap into my feminine. You know, as you can imagine, building a company like this, there's a lot in my masculine a lot. And um, I remember, you know, drinking the medicine, going back to my to my place, and not feeling well. You know, my intention for the ceremony was to be in my my feminine. And I'm like, it's okay, I'll just purge. You know, and I'm on my hands and knees, and I'm over the bucket, and I'm like trying to purge, and nothing's coming out. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'll be here all night if I have to, just to make this happen. Like I'm going to, and then I, you know, the voice comes in and goes, so that's your masculine. And I'm like, oh, damn it. (laughs) And honestly, I struggled for like a good hour. Um, And in the end, the only thing that released me from the struggle was the surrender. You know, and, and and this is what you're talking about. It's the allowing, it's the opening, it's the softening. It's the yeah. realizing that we don't have to hustle and grind to make things happen, but if we are showing up and being and embodying, you know, the person that we need to be to to fill this, you know, next chapter of however whatever it is that we want to do, we don't have to hustle so much. You know, and honestly, you know, with this children's program, there have been so many serendipitous, beautiful things that have fallen into place that makes me realize that even sometimes I want to walk away and this is too hard, like I'm tackling schools, like what was I thinking, you know? (laughs) But I've had too many amazing things fall into place, like that were, that's something that I couldn't have possibly planned for in a million years. 
that, you know, is just reinforcing, no, no, you're exactly where you're meant to be. All you need to do is to stay open, to keep moving forward, um, but to stay open to the gifts that are coming and recognize them as they do. So I'm loving this about this part of my life. <laughs> yes. And that, you know, that's so true. And it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning of one of the biggest lessons right now is staying in presence mm-hmm. because when you stay in presence and you're open to the gifts and the, and the synchronicities, then, you know, you're on the right track. I always tell the universe, okay, if I'm supposed to move or go or do something, allow it to happen with ease and grace. And I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, that's the next thing because it happens uh, magically, coincidentally, I don't believe in coincidences, but with such synchronicity that you, your, your personality or your ego goes, well, I could deny that, but you can't because it's That's right, so apparent. <laughs> yeah, it's so apparent. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We discuss all different kinds of emotions on the show, but there's one in particular that can have a deep and negative effect on the body and your mind, and that's fear. Fear is what prevents us from using love and our intuition as a stepping stone for growth. And because it's such a powerful emotion, it's important to be able to harness the tools to ditch it altogether. So if you head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash mini guide, you'll receive a step-by-step formula for not just understanding fear, but understanding why it shows up and how to release it. And it's absolutely free. The 10 steps in this free guide are exactly what successful people use to ditch fear and anxiety right in its tracks. So if you too would like to know how, then go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash mini guide to access the guide now. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, aromatic alchemist, which I like, what a, that's so lovely. I love that. But we were talking a little bit before about how, you know, smells and scents, you know, working with the limbic system. So tell me a little bit more about that. And are there specific scents that elicit different, you know, reactions? Yes. Yes and yes. So in the course of my studies and and love and passion to learn more about the world of sacred aromatics, I've done a couple of different studies. One was two years with a, a recovery home for women. And I went in once a week and I worked with various different oils to see how it would impact them and affect them. And I'll never forget the first time I went into this room of 40 women. And these are hardcore women who've come out of jail, off the streets, out of abusive homes, et cetera. And they, they're hardened. And I would walk into the room and they'd all have their hoods up and their arms crossed and the scowls on their faces. And it's like, what could you do for me? And I pass around two or three different oils. And by the end of it, they're crying, they're laughing, they're hugging me. When can you come back? So it's impacted just a few different smells have impacted their emotional center, brought more joy, brought triggered memories of happiness times, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And then I did another study. It was about a year and a half long in a convalescent care center with Alzheimer's and dementia residents, learning how scent could affect the uh, symptoms of those two different uh, maladies. And it was astonishing. I w- it was originally going to be a six-week <laughs> research, and I fell in love with everybody, so I kept going for the next <laughs> year and a half. But I learned how 
even if you even if you've lost your sense of smell, which a lot of dementia and Alzheimer's patients do lose their sense of smell, you still can elicit memory and feeling like they could describe the characteristics of the essential oil they were inhaling, even though they couldn't smell it. And it would elicit memories of 50 years ago, 25 years ago that they hadn't thought of since that time. And here everyone says, oh, they have no memory. Well, they do. You just don't know how to access it, right? So essential oils are just really powerful. And they've done a lot of studies on how certain smells impact your ability to learn, to retain information, impact your sales. Like they they did a really interesting study where they took a, a showroom of uh, sneakers and trainers and walking shoes and running shoes. And they divided it in half and they scented one room with essential oils and the other room did have, had no fragrance whatsoever. And the sales of the shoes in the fragranced room increased by 85%. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So (laughs) that just gives you an example of how powerful scent is to elicit emotion and behavior and memory to the extent that, you know, you're, you're working with those kinds of oils and, and, of course, essential oils have been used in ritual and ceremony and religious rites for thousands and thousands of years in recorded history. It goes back about 10,000 years. And the work that I remembered, I will say, um, started about 35 years ago, and it was work that was done in the temples of Egypt, the ancient rites of passage and anointing passages. And through the course of many many, many months using essential oils in my meditation, I recalled an ancient lifetime in the temple of Dandara and brought forth this, this work and wrote my book about it, taught lots of workshops about it. And so my fascination really is with more the emotional, spiritual, and, and um, higher, higher experiences around using essential oils. And In the many, many years that I've done this work, I will say that anointing with essential oils is by far and away the fastest way to activate divinity of anything I've ever done. Wow. And so are there specific oils that can do that? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) There are. (laughs) I mean, are are there specific scents or is it a blend or how how do you do that? well, I, of course, have lots of blends that I make that have all of the spiritual and holy oils in them. And depending on the region of the world that you're in and and um, perhaps religious practice, you'll find different scents that different people have used. Like in India, sandalwood is a really big one. In, in the Middle East, frankincense is really big. In South America, it's Palo Santo. And in Mexico, um, it's Copal. Native Americans here in the United States, white sage is a really big one for them because it clears out energies that you don't want so that you can allow those higher, higher realms and higher awarenesses to be more predominant. Yeah, no, I love that. 
Um, now, you can actually reach out to Alison on her website, which is alisonstillman.com. And Alison is with two L's. <laughs> Thank um, you. And uh, I have noticed that there are a number of blends there as well. So uh, if you wanted to to find out about that. So so if we are using, you know, essential oils like this, should we be using a diffuser? Can you put them directly on the skin? What's the best way that you can use them? So I... I I always err on the side of caution and I always tell any student or client never to use essential oils undiluted on the skin. Right. Now that said, there are certain oils, the CDC did a, a, a report or research project on trying to kill off uh, West Nile virus. And so they were looking at essential oils and then they were looking at other viruses because antibiotics stopped working as well. And they found there's certain essential oils that will actually kill off all bacteria and virus within 60, 60 minutes of applying it. So if I were to get a really bad staph infection on my leg, I'd probably use some oils directly on that. Right. It would eat away at the skin because they're so volatile and they're so strong and concentrated. However, lavender is one that I will make an exception for. You can use that in very small quantities directly on the skin to kill off infection or disinfect or antibacterial or one or two drops to sleep at night on your pillow or the back of your neck to relieve stress. Lavender is one that I would make an exception to. And then as far as diffusing, diffusing essential oils is really great uh, to change a lot of different things. One, it depends on the diffuser that you're using, but if you actually are getting the live aromatic molecules into the air, all essential oils are antiviral and antibacterial. So in today's environment, if you've got somebody who's sick in your house and you don't want to get sick, it'd be a good thing to have essential oils diffusing into your home. Um, and there's certain oils that you probably wouldn't want to diffuse that are much more caustic. And then there's also... Uh, cautions around pets because cats in particular have a hard time digesting essential oils out of their liver and dogs since they smell 500 times more than we do yes <laughs> you want to just be cautious with pets and and there's a lot of information out there about which ones to use which ones not to use how long to diffuse but but i always have oils going um every couple of days because i have a cat so i'm right. very considerate of her and which oils that I use, but I like the more spiritual oils. Cause I like, I like staying in that state. I like right. being in that high vibration. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the fact that you can enhance your meditations, um, you know, with, you know, essential oils. And I think I yes. was, I was telling a story, you know, a while ago about how, when I used to do my visualization about bringing my partner in, um, I would uh, have tea. My girlfriend has a company called uh, Magic Hour Tea. And she, yeah. she has a, yeah, Zina, she's <laughs> yeah. one of my closest friends. And her blend, the Soulmate blend, and it's got, you know, rose and cacao and different things. So it's like Turkish delight in a glass. It's amazing. So I would do my visualization, but I would have that sitting on the love altar. You know, as I'm as I'm doing my little meditation there as well. So it was that was enhanced. So every time I have that now, it's like, you know, 
And I manifested Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and Rose has been the symbol of love for mm. thousands of years. And it is one of the most powerful aphrodisiacs. And it's actually been studied. Its electromagnetic frequency has been studied. A lot of different oils have been. We resonate somewhere between 55 to 75, depending on how healthy we are or stressed, etc. And rose comes in pure rose oil, which is very hard to find these days, but pure rose oil came in around 300. So you can just imagine how that's raising your own frequency. And, and for me, my mission in life is to raise the frequency of love on the planet. And I do that for all the different things that I do, but I'm always about, okay, if I'm going to do that, I got to be the highest frequency of love that I can possibly be. So I use Rose almost every single day. Yeah, I love it. Well, Alison, thank you so much uh, for, for being with us today. As I said, I encourage you to go over to Alison's website, which is alisonstillman.com, Alison with two L's. Uh, and you can actually get connected with the book there. You can get connected with Alison. You can find out about the different um, blends that she has there of the, of the essential oils. Um, and uh, I encourage you to, to bring some of that beautiful sense into your daily life. Put, you know, make it, infuse it into the daily practices that you already have to really enhance that as well. So thanks again, Absolutely. Alison. So great Thank you so you. much. Thank you so much, Natalie. It's delightful as always to have incredibly inspired conversation. So thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free. Head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember it's not over, just different.